Chapter Eight of the Rebel of the School by Mrs. L. T. Mead. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eight: The Box from Dublin and Its Treasures. Kathleen returned quite safely to Myrtle Lodge. Ben was sitting up for her. He opened the door. The hall was quite dark. He held out his hands and drew her in. I'm not I splendid, he said. I have been standing here for half an hour, all drenched with precipitation. If mother came down, what wouldn't she say? And as to Alice, she'd be even worse. But a song's worth doing something for. I say, I do feel happy. I never had that lot of billion in the whole course of my life before. Are you right now, Kathleen? Can you slip upstairs without making any noise? Don't forget that the step just before you reach the upper landing gives a great creak like the report of a pistol. Hop over it onto the landing itself, and you are safe. Alice is in bed, snoring like anything. I listened outside the keyhole. Thanks, said Kathleen. I'm awfully obliged to you, Ben. See if I don't do something for you. You are a broth of a boy. What do you say to Carrigohane in the summer? and a gun all to yourself i'll teach you how to shoot rabbits and to bring down a bird on the wing she brushed her lips against his cheek and ran lightly upstairs she escaped the treacherous second step and entered her bedroom without waking alice the bolster carefully manipulated had done its work it had never occurred to alice that the form in the bed was anything but the living form of kathleen o'hara she had shaded the light from what she supposed to be the sleeping girl and got into bed herself feeling tired and sulky she had dropped asleep immediately kathleen's first step therefore towards the formation of a secret society in the great shirley school was marked with success the idea which she had formulated in the old quarry spread like wildfire amongst the foundationers but kathleen was determined not to have another meeting for nearly a week she wished to hear from her father she wanted to have money in hand they are all poor she thought if i appear just as poor as they are i shall never be able to keep my exalted position as queen we cannot have our next meeting until i have drawn up the walls and i should like ruth craven to help me she has got sense i don't want the thing to be riotous nor to do harm in any way i just want us to have a bit of fun and to teach the horrid paying girls of the school a lesson the thought of her secret society kept kathleen in a fairly good humour and she worked at her lessons so well that alice began to have hopes of her own about a week after her arrival at myrtle lodge the box which aunt katie o'flynn was sending from dublin arrived it came when the girls were at school when they returned to early dinner they saw it standing in the front hall whatever is this and why is it put here said alice springing forward to look at the address miss kathleen o'hara care of mrs tennant myrtle lodge galoptius cried kathleen it's my own it's my clothes my sort of a kind of treasure oh what delicious fun now you will see how smart i can be 
maybe there will be something here to fit you alice wouldn't you like it we are going to tea tonight to mrs weldon's and ruth craven is to be there the darling girl i will give her something i should love to make her look just as beautiful as she can look i am not a bit a stingy sort of girl you know that alice i want to be quite generous with my lovely things well do stop talking said alice i never came across such an invertebrated chatterbox i suppose you'd like to have the box taken up to our room but i don't think you'll have any time to open it at present you have promised to come back with me to the school this afternoon in order that miss spicer may give you a special lesson in music ah oh, then my dear cried kathleen it isn't me you'll see at school again to-day it's gloating and fussing over my clothes i will be portioning out those i mean to give to others and trying on the ones that will suit me you can go to your horrid stupid lessons if you like but it won't be kathleen o'hara who will accompany you perhaps the poor tired one would like to have a pleasant afternoon in my bedroom oh glory be to goodness we will have a time isn't it worth anything to see that blessed trunk my eyes can almost pierce through the deal and see the lovely garments folded away inside alice took no notice she marched on to her room kathleen followed her the boy shall bring it up for me immediately after dinner she said i shan't be going out again until i go to mrs weldon's i expect people will open their eyes when they see me to-night you must please yourself of course said alice for my part i am extremely sorry that the trunk has come you are settling down a little and were not quite so objectionable as at first thanks awfully darling said kathleen dropping a mock curtsey not quite so objectionable continued alice in a calm voice but now with all these silly gewgaws you will be worse tight than ever but please clearly understand that i do not want any of your ornaments don't trouble yourself darling they were not made for you i force my treasures on nobody i wouldn't wear them if you were to give them i hope i have some proper pride pride of the most proper sort said kathleen dancing before her and i do hope also that you won't make yourself a merry andrew or a figure of fun at the wildons to-night it will be in extremely bad taste we are not going to have a large party just one or two of the mistresses and little ruth craven who although she is a foundationer seems to be a very nice sort of child it would be in the worst taste possible to wear anything but the simplest clothes all right said kathleen if i am a chatterbox you are about the greatest preacher with the most long-winded sermons that ever entered a house you are a perfect plague to me and that is the truth alice tennant alice poured some water into her basin washed her hands and went downstairs mother she said i am obliged to be out the whole afternoon the scholarship examination takes place in six weeks now and if i am to have any chance of getting through i must not idle a single moment i grieve to say that a box of finery 
has arrived for kathleen most unsuitable for she has plenty of clothes i do trust mother you will keep her in tow a little this afternoon and not allow her to make a show of herself you are not very kind to kathleen said mrs tennant why shouldn't the child enjoy her pretty things i like to see girls nicely dressed it is a great trial to me to be obliged to deny you the ribbons and frills and laces which most girls of your age possesses thanks mother answered alice but if you were as rich as croesus i should not wish while i am a schoolgirl to dress any better than i do you certainly have a great deal of sense dear but don't be too hard on the little girl ah here she comes now we must sit down to dinner at once during dinner kathleen's eyes sparkled so brightly and she looked so merry and mysterious that both the boys gazed at her in wonder don't mind me she said whispering to david as she bent towards him it's in real downright delight i am i am expecting to have the most wonderful joy all in the afternoon that was ever given a girl ah oh, then it's elegant myself will be when you see me next boys and do look at her i declare she's getting crosser each minute hush kathleen said david you must not say unkind things don't trouble to reprove her david called out alice in a calm and lofty tone i assure you she doesn't annoy me in the least sometimes i think there is a little gnat flying about and trying to sting me but that's all and a charming metaphor too said kathleen she ate her meal soberly but occasionally a bubble of laughter came to the service and her merry eyes glanced from mrs tennant's face to alice's and from alice's to those of the boys the moment the meal came to an end kathleen jumped up now then my angels you come with me she said and she caught david by the one hand and ben by the other and led her willing slaves into the hall did you ever see anything like it said alice to her mother she will ruin the boys in addition to all her other mischief mother must we keep her long it is really most disturbing if you would only take poor little kathleen as she is you would find her quite agreeable alice was her mother's answer oh dear mother you seem to be just as much infatuated as the others but never mind i am off now and i need not be back in the house until it is time to dress to go to mrs weldon's i declare that girl is causing me to hate my home i don't think it's fair whatever you may say to the contrary mrs tennant sighed alice had always been a little difficult she was more than difficult at the present moment but very soon afterwards the welcome bang of the door was heard and the house was free now for a jolly time said kathleen tired one where are you kathleen you ought not to call me by that name you ought to be more respectful ah then darling i can't take in me i am so fond of you oh warra warra there's nothing i wouldn't do for you but i must be as i am made you do look tired and tired you will go on looking 
until i can take you to carrigohane to rest you and to feed you with good milk and good fruit and good eggs and good cream now then boys lift up that trunk be easy with it so that you won't hurt it take it up to my bedroom and put it on the floor maybe there's something in it for you or maybe there isn't mrs tennant elclusha you will come along upstairs with me at once you can bring your mending basket and i will pop you into the armchair by the window and we can consult together over the garments it's fine i'll look when i have them on aunt kate o'flynn is a woman who has real taste and i know she is going to dress me up as no other girl ever was dressed before in the great shirley school mrs tennant could not help laughing the boys were also in the highest good humour kathleen's mirth was contagious they went upstairs to the bedroom and then ben saucily perched himself on the foot of one of the beds while david having brought up a hammer and screwdriver proceeded to lift the lid of the box which was firmly nailed down under the lid was a lot of tissue paper kathleen went on her knees lifted it up uttered a shout and turned to the boys you make it off now she said no indeed i won't said ben i want to see the fun go both of you there will be something nice for you when you come back to tea said kathleen they looked regretful but saw nothing for it but to go kathleen in a breathless sort of way scarcely uttering a word spread out her treasures on the bed was there ever such a box skirts bodices blouses shirts an evening dress an afternoon dress a morning dress they seemed simply endless then there were frills and ribbons and veils there were two great big very stylish looking hats with long plumes and there was a little toquet made of crimson velvet which kathleen declared was quite too sweet for anything there were also dozens of handkerchiefs dozens of pairs of stockings and some sweet little slippers all embroidered and fit for the most bewitching feet in the world kathleen's cheeks got redder and redder here's a cargo for you she said here's something to delight the heart now my dear mrs tennant let us come and examine everything do you think i am utterly selfish mrs tennant do you think i want all these things for myself i am sure you don't dear it makes me ache with longing to give some of them away i don't want so many frocks there are a good dozen here all told aunt katie o'flynn's the one for extravagance bless her and for having a thing done in style bless her i should like you to see her it's splendacious she is entirely when she's dressed up in her best velvet and feathers and laces and jewels why nothing holds her in bounds there's nothing she stops at i have seen her give hundreds of pounds for one little glittering gem ah and here's a ring look mrs tennant kathleen had now opened a small box which was lying at the bottom of the great trunk there were several treasures in it a necklet of glittering white stones another of blue another of red and this little ring 
a little ring which contained a solitary diamond of the purest water now i shall look stylish said kathleen and she slipped the ring on the third finger of her left hand my wedding finger too bedad she said when the contents of the trunk had been finally explored kathleen began to sort her finery mrs tennant gave advice some of these things are a little too fine for everyday use she said but some of these blouses are very suitable and so are these white and grey and pink skirts and this blue bodice is quite nice for the evening and so is the skirt belonging to it but this and this and this i wouldn't wear these until i went home if i were you my love kathleen glanced at her a slight frown came between her brows don't you see she said impatiently that i want to give away some of these things do you see this dozen of blouses all exactly alike in this box these are for the secret society the what kathleen oh you mustn't tell it is the most profound secret but i have joined one being an irish girl it is quite normal i sent a line to aunt katie to get a dozen of the very prettiest blouses she could of course there are a lot more members but our cabinet has risen to something like a dozen so i thought i'd have them handy aren't they just sweet as she spake she took out the box the palest blue cashmere blouse most exquisitely trimmed with blue embroidery flecked with pink silk the blouse had real lace round the neck and cuffs and must have cost a great deal of money don't you think alice would look very nice in one of these said kathleen gazing with a very earnest face at mrs tennant pink is more alice's colour she's too pale for blue was mrs tennant's reply well then look here isn't this a perfect duck see for yourself it's sort of a cross between a coral and a rose oh so exquisite and see how it is made with all these teeny tucks and the embroidery let in between and the sleeves aren't they just elegant entirely don't you think we might make her wear it i am sorry kathleen but you are not getting on very well with alice i wish it were different could you not do something to appropriate her wish you then darling said kathleen pausing a moment to consider that's just what i can't do alice's ways are not my ways and if i copied her it's kilt i'd be entirely she never likes to see a smile on my face and she can't abide to watch me if i dance a step and she won't take a joke out of me if it was to save her life to please alice i'd have to be the primmest of the prim and always stooping over my horrid lessons and the end of it there'd be no more of poor kathleen o'hara it's dead and in her grave she'd be the creature indeed i'm glad i am not made on alice's pattern even if she is your daughter i can't aspire to anything so fine and high up even for your sake darling and you are one of the sweetest women on god's earth i couldn't do it not by no means mrs tennant could not help laughing as kathleen described the sort of girl 
she would be if she adopted alice's role but the question is now said the girl what are we to do to make her have some of these pretty things mightn't i give the blouse to you first and you could give it to her she looked so sweet in this pink blouse when she went to tea at her chosen friends she'd be almost pretty if she was nicely dressed i've got this white one for little ruth craven and i want alice to have this so badly can't you manage it dear mrs tennant mrs tennant felt tempted the blouse was very dainty and pretty and unlike anything she could afford to buy for her only daughter kathleen threw her arms around her neck and kissed her you will you will dear mrs tennant she said it is yours entirely you tell her you got it at a cheap sale say you went to a jumble sale and bought it you paid one and twopence halfpenny for it that's the right figure isn't it for the best things at a jumble sale tell her it's quite new and was thrown in promiscuous like but my darling child i can't tell her what isn't true she would wear it if she didn't know it came from you she would not only wear it but she would wear it in delight but nothing would induce her to take it if she thought you had given it then don't let's tell her besides it wouldn't be true for i have given it to you dear and now see here is something for your sweet self i wrote to aunt katie and aunt katie is so clever see come to the glass kathleen had opened a cardboard box and out of it she took a black velvet bonnet with nodding plumes and a little pink strip of velvet fastened under the brim this she put with trembling fingers on mrs tennant's head mrs tennant was in reality not at all old and she looked quite young and pretty in the new turquoise. you are charming that's what you are said kathleen and i can't take it back for you know perfectly well that it is a wee bit too old for me you will have to wear it but what will alice say never mind don't tell her just be mum say it's mine and i mean to wear it oh i'd manage alice if i happened to be her mother i don't think you would dear indeed i would and now i must consider whom i had to give the other things to when kathleen had finally parcelled out her treasures there was not such a great deal left for herself for this girl and the other who had taken her fancy were all allotted a treasure out of that famous box and there was a thick albert chain made of solid silver for ben and a keyless silver watch for david and what could boys possibly want more kathleen had remembered all her friends and aunt katie o'flynn was more than willing to carry out her requests finally at the very bottom of the trunk was a little parcel which she refrained from opening while mrs tennant was present it contained the badges of the new society kathleen had decided that they were to call themselves the wild irish girls and this title was neatly engraved on the little badges which were the shape of hearts below the name was the device a harp with a bit of shamrock trailing around it the badges were small and exceedingly neat 
and there were about sixty of them in all now then i can go ahead thought kathleen what with the finery for my dear darling chosen ones and the badges for all the members i shall do she was utterly reckless with no regard to expense her father was rich and he did not mind what he spent on his only child the box seemed to fill up every crevice of her heart as she expressed it and it was a very happy girl who dressed to go to the wildens that evening kathleen was intensely affectionate and would have done anything in the world to please mrs tennant but when it came to wearing a very quiet grey dress with a little lace round the collar and cuffs she began to demur it can't be done she thought half of them will be in grey and half of them in brown and a few old dowdies will perhaps be in black but i mustn't be gay it isn't fair to aunt katie to be anything else she made a wild and scarcely judicious selection she put on crimson silk stockings and tucked into her bag a pair of crimson satin shoes her dress consisted of a black velvet skirt over a crimson petticoat and her bodice was of crimson silk very much embroidered and with elbow sleeves round her neck she wore innumerable beads of every possible colour and twisted through her lovely hair were some more beads which shone as the light fell on them altogether it was a very bizarre and fascinating little figure that appeared that evening at the Wildens' hall door over her showy dress she wore a long opera cloak so that at first her splendours were not fully visible this gaily dressed little person entered a room full of sober people the effect was somewhat the same as though a gorgeous butterfly had flown into the room she lit up the dullness and made a centre of attraction all eyes were fastened upon her for kathleen in her well-made dress notwithstanding the gaiety of its colour looked simply radiant the mischief in her dark eyes too but added to her charm she glanced with almost maliciousness at alice who in the dowdiest of pale grey dresses with her hair rather untidy and her face destitute of colour was standing near one of the windows and as alice glanced at kathleen she felt that she almost hated the irish girl End of chapter eight